0: Well, I would just like to thank Tim for asking me to give my testimony, I think. <laughs> I did ask him earlier, did he have a plan B? But he said no. <clears throat> so I'm going to start off with Psalm 37, verse 4 and 5. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. For those of you who maybe don't know my name, it's Marana. I was brought up in a Christian home where both my parents knew and loved God. I was the middle child in the family, having two older sisters and two younger brothers. I have very fond memories of my childhood and things we got up to as kids. In our home, we started every day in a word of, from God and ended it in the same way. I was brought up in the Baptist church where we attended morning and evening services, also Sunday school and Adventures Good News Club. I knew from a young age that I needed to be saved, and to ask Jesus to come into my heart to take away my sin. At the age of 10, I attended a film night in Raffyland Baptist Church. The film was called Thief in the Night. Through watching this film, I could picture myself as being like Patty. She knew what she needed to do to get to heaven, but did nothing about it. She ended up being left behind to face the tribulation. That night, as we traveled home to Kilkeel, I asked Jesus to come into my heart. That I didn't want to be left behind when he would come back. When reaching home, I told my parents what had happened, and they were overjoyed. However, being saved at a young age, I always find myself questioning my salvation. And it was through a sermon being preached in Warren Point Baptist that I spoke to the pastor afterwards. I rededicated my life to Christ, and I came out of that fe- meeting feeling like a new person. I lost all desire to listen to pop music couldn't wait to tell my friends, although many of them didn't have much to say, and was baptized the following week. At the age of 20, I met Adrian. We were married a year later. However, married life wasn't quite how I imagined it. I attended things in the church a lot on my own and soon realized that not only had I married Adrian, but also his parents. (laughs) The year 2000, I had my first child, Catherine, I knew that my responsibility as a parent was to teach her and the other children I may have to follow Jesus. Following Catherine, I went on to have James and Aaron, but married life was a bit of a struggle. I'm not saying it was all bad. There were some good times. But I have married a workaholic who really didn't have much time for things of God. As he grew his business, pressure minded and with pressure, many problems arose. During my pregnancy with Aaron, I changed as a person. I started to stand up for myself, which didn't always go down that way with Adrian, or his dad. I walked out on my marriage on two occasions. The first time was only for a few days, but the second was for four months. The second time I left, I had four kids, Anna was a few years old. An incident had taken place in the home, and after a weekend of deciding whether I should stay or go, I decided I needed to go. I had a lot of peace about it. I knew that it was something I had to do. So I remember packing up the car, not knowing really where I was going to stay, but knowing that I had to go. Mum took the kids in her car, and we had it from my sisters in Castle Welling. A family friend took us in, and later arranged for me to stay in a converted garage for a week up near Port Sturt. During this time, I can remember praying to God, asking Him to supply me with a house, one that would suit me and the kids. God heard my prayer, and upon my return back to Castle Wellen, to my sisters, I got a phone call from my mum to say that a house had came for rent in Newcastle, fully furnished and with five beds. Luke 12 verse 31 says, Seek the kingdom of God above all else, and he will give you everything you need. So after a month or so had passed, meadry made a confession of having asked Jesus into his heart and he wanted to make things right and to work through our problems. Through the guidance of Stephen Johnson, our minister, we attended counselling. After a few meetings with Stephen and talking about marriage vows that had been made and God not wanting to see people getting divorced, which was the line I was going down, I decided that I was willing to give things another go. The first year I moved back was a year like no other. I fell pregnant with our son, Isaac, but at 27 weeks, had a sudden abruption. I lost five pints of blood. Isaac was delivered by emergency section. The doctors worked with him for a long time to stabilize him before transferring him to the neonatal unit in Craigavon. This time was a time of testing as to God it, it would see whether we would waver in our faith in Him, but we didn't waver. I believe if Isaac was to be healed, God would heal him, if that was His will. Isaac lived for four months, he grew to the size of a newborn, but his lungs never grew. His favourite song was the Lord's My Shepherd, which I used to sing to him when I was nursing him. I think it, it decreased the amount of oxygen he was requiring, and that's why I thought it—it it was he liked it. James one verse three says, "Knowing the testing of your faith produces endurance." A few days after Isaac died, I was doing some cleaning. I was thinking about Isaac. I had a calendar sitting in the room which hadn't been turned for quite some time, so I turned it to the correct date. <clears throat> the verse that was displayed was John sixteen verse twenty two. Now is your time of grief. But I will see you again and you will rejoice and no one will take your joy away. This filled my heart with much joy. (laughs) A short time later, my mum was diagnosed with cancer. She went through surgery to have a kidney removed. A few years later, her lung, but eventually the cancer spread to her bones. My mum, through her illness, had prayed for healing. But God said no, he wanted her to walk this road with him. She never complained, she knew it was God's will. No matter the pain, she said she was all right. She was a remarkable lady who left an imprint on the hearts of those who cared for her. During my Ill, or during my mum's illness, I had Carlin, and I now know why they refer to children born after a child dies as being a rainbow child, as she is the happiest girl I know, always singing, always happy. After having Carlin and deciding that she was going to be my last i got myself involved teaching sunday school helping with crash and children's church adrian and i attended a discipleship course together and we enjoyed it very much covid then hit churches closed and my heart sank i can remember telling my dad that the devil was winning We are not told in the Bible to live in fear, in fact 2 Timothy 1 verse 7 says For God did not give us a spirit of fear but of power and love and self-control. Last summer Roberta invited Adrian and I to come down to hear Tim preach. We really enjoyed the ministry and so when churches opened to indoor worship I came down with Roberta. I brought my daughter the following Sunday. Coming here has been a blessing in many ways. No longer do I have to battle with my kids to get them to come to church. They usually leave before I do. Tim's ministry has blessed us as a family and I'm excited as we move on as to what God is going to do next. I can honestly look back over my life so far and see how God's hand has been in it, how he has blessed me, how he has always been there for me and how he has kept me. 1 Peter 1 verse 6 and 7 reads, So be truly glad there is a wonderful joy ahead even though you may have to endure many trials for a little while these trials will show that your faith is genuine it is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold though your faith is far more precious than mere gold so when your faith remains strong through many trials it will bring you much praise and glory and honour on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole earth